and welcome to your latest instalment of the Tech UK podcast. My name's Henry Rex, and I'll be your host for this edition. I'm the head of our central government program here at Tech UK. This month is all about SMEs. How can the government ensure it has access to the broad range of capabilities within the market? How can SMEs better understand the public sector requirement? And how can government ensure that it will meet its 33% SME target by 2022? We've got a cracking lineup of speakers. Later on, I'll be talking to Richard Clark, the recently elected SME Vice Chair for Tech UK's Central Government Council. Martin Trainer, OBE, Crown Representative for Small Businesses. He'll be sharing his reflections on his first few months in post and also his priorities for the coming years. And finally, we'll be talking to Robert Vaughan, the SME champion in the Department of Transport, telling us a bit about the role of a departmental SME champion and what he wants to achieve over the next year or two. But first up, I'll be talking to my colleague Simona Pavulita, Program Manager for Central Government here at Tech UK, about Tech UK's recently published survey. Simona, thank you so much for joining me today. I have in my hand a fine-looking document entitled Procuring for Innovation and Growth, Tech UK's Annual GovTech SME Survey. So I was wondering, can you tell me a bit about the SME survey? But first, why is the GovTech SME agenda so important to you and to Tech UK? So this is actually our fourth survey that we've done since 2015. Um, and the reason we're doing SME surveys is to better understand the views of SMEs operating in the public sector tech market and sort of just capture their experience and see the barriers they face and the opportunities they see for the future. Um, why? Um, I think we believe as Tech UK, and I, I, I'm sure um, I speak on behalf of our members as well, um, government needs to ensure it has access to the best innovative technologies out there. Um, and the tech sector is there you know, to deliver transformation and real progress has been achieved in the past years, but by carrying our survey, we wanted to see um, you know, what else needs to be done and supporting the government set target by 2022. Um, so um, two thirds of uh, Tech UK members are SMEs. So obviously naturally that is um, as an important agenda um, for Tech UK. So this report based on your survey. Yeah. You say in the beginning that it's Tech UK's ambition that the UK should become as well known for GovTech as it is for, for FinTech, which, of course, the UK is one of the world leaders in. How are we looking at the moment? What, what do your survey findings tell us? Is, is the, the UK a great place for small and medium-sized businesses to engage with the public sector and, and deliver technology to government? I think a lot has been done over the past uh, four or five years. The, the survey um, findings do uh, present a bit of a mixed picture, really. Um, they do have their negatives and positives. Um, okay. So, for example, the, one of the questions we asked was whether we, the, our members believe that the 33% target will be achievable in the next five years. Um, the number has unfortunately gone down since 2017 from... Um, from 49 to 37%. From the sort of the answers that we got, um, we believe that it's due to there not being a overall ministerial position for the SMEs since 2017. Uh, there's been three different junior ministers with responsibility for the government digital service. And um, we hope that with Minister Oliver Dowden, his interest, his personal interest in uh, Digital and GovTech innovation will help this number to 
to sort of grow, then I'm a backup. Terrific. So uh, he's, he's been in post for about a, a year or so now, so a bit of stability. And do you think that might go some way to, to turning those numbers around and Absolutely. people being a bit more positive? Absolutely. So you mentioned there were, there were some negatives and some positives. What's, what's the good news to come out of it? Your findings? Um, so one of the main positive things that are out of the Tech UK SMU survey are the sort of members liking of the digital marketplace, um, especially G Cloud. Uh, members are very happy with the introduction of G Cloud and the opportunities that G Cloud has provided uh, to small and medium-sized enterprises. Um, we see they find G Cloud as the easiest framework to get onto and um, the easiest way to sell to the public sector market. Um, so that would, that's probably one of the main positives. And congratulations to Cabinet Office and their efforts to, um, to, to, to make it easier for SMEs to sell to the public sector market. I noticed as well that, according to your survey, only 15% of respondents felt that government buyers had a sufficient understanding of how small businesses can meet their needs. Um, so... Reflecting on that, reflecting on the positives that you say emerge, what do you think we can do, uh, both as sort of the industry and working with government, to drive some improvements in how SMEs can better access the market, how government can better access the range of capabilities uh, from a, a, a broader supplier base? Uh, what, what positive uh, steps do you think should be taken? Um, so one of our recommendations um, on the base of bias education is a doc- adopt a more strategic approach to market engagement and uh, more importantly engage with industry outside the procurement cycle. Um, so that has been uh, one of the main um, sort of outcomes of the SME survey and one of the main um, asks uh, from SMEs is the more of the engagement coming out from um, central government departments and, more importantly, the pre-procurement engagement. Um, by adopting a more strategic and transparent approach to market engagement, um, SMEs will have more of an opportunity to ask questions, but it will also open opportunities for um, government to an innovation out there that SMEs can uh, provide. Um, Tech UK will looking into working closely with government to produce a roadmap to the good industry engagement out there and um, just demonstrate what is out there um, when it comes to innovation. Um, so that is one of the, uh, one of the recommendations. Um, is the other um, main recommendation that came out of the survey is encourage government buyers to drive more procurement through the digital marketplace. While SMEs are very, happy with the introduction of G Cloud, um, they do still note that they like more procurement done through the digital marketplace. Um, so we would encourage government to use um, G Cloud, DOS, etc. as their main uh, procurement tool and drive procurement through um, the digital marketplace. So if I'm an SME, new to the public sector tech market, listening to this podcast, why should I, why should I want to get involved in supplying the public sector? I think probably one of the main reasons is the keen interest uh, from government to achieve the 33% target. Um, 
be seen appointments of uh, SME of SME representatives to help SMEs to engage with government and to make it easier for SMEs to sell to the public sector market. Um, and the second reason, uh, government needs that innovation that SMEs can provide. Uh, government sort of needs um, SMEs to help them deliver better public services. And um, these are the, the two main reasons, I would say. So the government both wants to engage. And they need the you. Tremendous. Thank you, Simona. So if listeners want to get more involved with the work you're doing at Tech UK, how can they, how can they take part? Uh, get in touch with me or my colleague, Henry Rex. Uh, and sounds we, great. <laughs> and, we, and we're here, uh, we're always here to answer your questions. Uh, come along to our, one of our many uh, market engagement events. And uh, you can find us at techuk.org and mine and Henry's uh, contact details are in there as well. Terrific. Thank you very much indeed, Simone. Thank you, Henry. And now we're joined by Richard Clark, Director at Fivium and newly elected SME Vice Chair of Tech UK's Central Government Council. Congratulations on your election, Richard. It was a pretty fiercely fought contest, so very well done. I thought first you might tell us a little bit about Fivium, who you are, what you do, and particularly your public sector focus. Thank you, Henry. I was uh, very honoured and humbled to be elected to the, uh, the Central Government Council and particularly to get the, the Vice Chair appointment. It's um, yeah, a real privilege. Um, in terms of Fivium, we are a UK SME. All of our internal resources, or all of our resources are, are in-house and also based here in the UK, uh, specifically in our London HQ, which is just off the Strand. And uh, we've been going now circa 13 years. We're entirely public sector focused. Uh, we're in fact one of the, the largest suppliers, SME suppliers to government. And um, there's two parts of the business. We have the digital part of the business where we design, develop and then maintain applications on behalf of government. So we, we write them and build them uh, and support them uh, and the government t- retains the IP. Uh, and then the other side of the business, the product side of the business. Uh, currently we have one product, which is eCase, which is a, uh, a correspondence case management platform, which enables... Uh, government uh, to handle things like FOI, uh, requests, ministerial correspondences, parliamentary questions, etc. Uh, and again, we're, we're very privileged to be in a position where we have over 50% of um, the government departments uh, utilising it as their, their tool of choice. And you personally, you've got a tech industry background. Is that predominantly SMEs or a mixture of small, medium and large companies? Uh, yeah, a bit of both. I mean, I've been uh, in the tech industry now for, for over 20 years, and uh, I've been focusing predominantly on, on public sector, uh, mainly um, proactively in the UK, but also uh, with remits uh, wider, such as EMEA and APAC as well. Uh, and um, most, of my, uh, most of my time in the tech industry has been spent within SMEs, although I have worked for some, uh, some very large uh, big players as well, such as SAP. Terrific. So you have a pretty comprehensive view of the landscape. I took a year out in 2017 to do an MBA and uh, my thesis uh, for the MBA was how do we scale up more tech companies. Through that exercise I reflected, I think I pretty much worked for the widest diversity of uh, tech companies you could work for in terms of ownership models, in terms of you know, nationality, in terms of ownership, you know, uh, 
uh, parts of the industry they address, etc. So, you know, it's, I, I would hope that I have a reasonably well-rounded view of the industry by now. And taking here that two-thirds of our members are small or mid-sized businesses, so it's a pretty important role you've got, but it sounds like we've got the right man for the job. So we just heard from Simona, who talked us through the findings and recommendations for our annual GovTech SME survey. There are some interesting data points in it, some initiatives that people think are working well, but on the whole, taking the findings as a group, the view isn't quite as rosy as it might be, I think it's fair to say. Particularly disappointing, I think, is that confidence that the government might meet its SME target has actually decreased since we did the same survey a year ago. So I was wondering if you might share any reflections on the survey findings and what you think we, the tech community and the public sector, might do to try and remedy it. Uh, so I thought it was a very good report, firstly, um, but reading the, the results uh, was a bit like Groundhog Day for me. Um, I've been working, uh, championing the SME, even when working for very large companies, championing the SME uh, agenda for, for quite some time now. I remember going back to when uh, Francis Maud originally launched the spending target back in 2010, and I think everyone felt that it was a, a good thing to do, it was the right thing to do. Uh, and through being a director of Huddle as well as various other companies, you know, I was out there championing the SME, um, uh, you know, adoption for particularly central governments, uh, and particularly going out and talking to a lot of both SMEs and uh, government about utilisation of the the G Cloud because Huddle, uh, we were the, the the biggest SME supplier on the G Cloud for for my tenure there. I mean, we we absolutely dominated it as a framework, uh, but dominated it in the sense that we wanted other SMEs yeah. to, to you know to uh, to also. Um, do as much as they could through it because it was, it still is a very good vehicle for SMEs to utilise uh, uh, from a procurement perspective. Um, if you look at the SME spend that um, that is direct and, and indirect, I think there's always been a slight uncertainty or not distrust necessarily, but um, maybe disbelief with regard to uh, the indirect spend. Um, I was very privileged to be in a position where I participated in a, a number of roundtable meetings with Francis Maud and Stephen Kelly and Bill Crothers uh, a few years ago, and, and actually it was myself and Phil Dawson, who was then the, um, the CEO of uh, UK Cloud, uh, and we were the only two SMEs surrounded by the chief execs of G4S and Serco and Atos and BT and and all these other very, very large organizations. And I can tell you at the time, they had no idea what they were spending with those very large organizations. So how they knew what uh, those organizations were spending with SMEs, um, yeah, is uh, I would suggest would be an interesting point to, for them to, to validate. I think that's a fair comment, and that's something that in the survey and subsequent discussions has emerged. Data quality, a bit of transparency would restore a bit more faith in the uh, system. I think even if they reset the targets to say we are going to spend maybe 15, 17.5%, but directly with SMEs would, would have more credibility. Um, and if you look at the SME spends, um, it has been going down since 2015, 2016. Uh, it peaked, and um, the cab office were uh, very proud to be announcing that they had achieved the 25% on time. Uh, and then they upped it to 33%, and actually since then, it's uh, it's steadily been decreasing. 
which is probably why there's less confidence in amongst the SME community um, for the government actually achieving that 33% target within the five years, which actually at this point takes us up to 2024. When the 33% was announced initially in 2016 by Matt Hancock, who was then Cabinet Office Minister, uh, it, the target was for 2020, not 2022. So recently it seems there have been some efforts to put a bit more impetus onto this agenda again. A few departments you may have seen have been publishing their SME action plans. There are a range of initiatives across Whitehall departments designed to bring smaller businesses into the supplier ecosystem. So are there any positives for a smaller company aiming to access the market? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a, a, a bleak picture by any means. And we are um, much further forwards than we have ever been, frankly. Okay, so, I mean, if you look back to before the G Cloud, the way that SMEs would contract with government would be to have to go through very painful procurement processes. Uh, that actually deterred most organisations from participating. Um, so we are a light year away from where we were. And, you know, there are um, activities going on across government that are positive. The fact that there are now SME ministers, there's SME champions, there's the SME action plans. Um, the fact that um, Martin Trainers joined as SME rep, which I know, I believe we're, uh, you're talking to uh, for this podcast. Uh, I've got to say, uh, I felt really buoyed with confidence after spending some time with Martin. I think it's easy to forget how wide a remit Martin has got. Uh, so he, within the tech industry, you tend to look at things within the lens of the tech industry. Uh, but Martin's role equally applies to the haulage industry, potentially agriculture, and on and on and on. Um, but, you know, I, I felt very confident after talking to him that he was going to, he was really going to bang the SME drum. There's still a lot of work for him to do, but, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely a very, very good candidate for the job. Terrific. So a light year from where we were, but still not quite where we need to be just yet. It's not a job done just yet, but we're on the right track. Richard, thank you so much. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. Next up, I'm delighted to welcome Martin Trainer, OBE, the recently appointed Small Business Crown Representative in the Cabinet Office. Welcome, Martin. Thank you so much for joining us. Bit of a long story, really, but uh, so, I started I my career in hotel how did management. How one end up in the position of an SME sort of Crown years. Representative? Uh, the last Where, hotel what, I managed what was what the Grand Hotel took you to this destination? Uh, from there, I went on to be the Chief Executive of Leicestershire Chamber of Commerce, which obviously is a business representative organization and spent 14 years fighting for the interests of small businesses. These days I do what is described as a portfolio career, which varies from being chairman of three leisure companies to deputy chairman of a billion pound a year hospital trust, and obviously now this uh, role here in central government. Um, previously, I did spend six years at the Department of Business working on the deregulation agenda and uh, was a member of the government's regulatory policy committee.
Yes, I think that's right, because my primary role now here in uh, central government is to work so with government departments career, which to find is for what can ways be a of making procurement that, that easier for small businesses. The Prime Minister has a target that for every £3 central government spends, they want one spent pound spent with SMEs. And I think that's uh, that's a very, very laudable target. And I think that's something that we, we should be supporting. So again, my role is to work with central government to find out how we can make that easier. I've done a lot of work over the years with local government and local agencies, so I can bring an element of experience to that. But also, I need to work with the small business community because, you know, uh, it's the old adage, you, know, you can take a horse to water, but can you force it to drink? And it comes back to the difficulty sometimes with small businesses. They don't understand government processes. There is a perception that government can be too difficult to do business with. And there's also another perception that uh, government doesn't pay on time, which, of course, isn't correct. And a lot of effort's going into that. Tremendous, thank you. I think that's a, a very valid point about it being a sort of uh, a, a bi-directional role. You're, you're the voice of SMEs to government and you're the voice of government to SMEs and you have to help both sides understand each other, how government can, can do better, but also help the smaller businesses understand how they can make the most of that opportunity, how to navigate a, a slightly, what can be a slightly complex market. Um, I think that that's welcome. You mentioned yes, I think central end, government, government is, and uh, when the recession came in yeah, cash flow is, is, um, 2008, you know, one of the most important things if you're running a small business. So government is doing their terms well from 30 to 90 days, especially oh. large. Yes, uh, and of course the problem is all you're doing then is moving your financial problems down to the supply chain. And one of the initiatives um, the Cameron government took in, in the early years was to try and target government departments and local government other agencies to pay on a prompt basis. And that, again, I think has worked. But what we're now looking to do is to say to our strategic suppliers, who we are paying on time, you must pass that on now to um, the small business community. Now, interestingly, um, on the 1st of um, September this year, we will be examining um, companies' payment profiles to their SMEs as part of our procurement processes. So there is the possibility that if you are not paying your supply chain in reasonable terms and within the 60 days, then you may be precluded from bidding for a government contract. So if you like, it's actually uh, government taking this even more seriously than they have in the past. Tremendous and leading by example. That's what we like to see. And obviously, given how much government spend is indirect, I'm sure a lot of our small businesses will will very much welcome such an approach. Terrific. You mentioned the Prime Minister's one pound in every three target. Yes, I actually I mean, believe this target is achievable. In the world, and and the reason I say that, of if in, you look at the United you know, Kingdom, what we've seen, got something in the any region on of whether you think it's five point five million one. businesses. Only 1% of those businesses are not SMEs. So the law of averages says that, you know, you are going to be spending with them. But the other thing is that um, this obviously has been an agenda 
being uh, highlighted by this government for some time. And my experience now of going around all the government departments is that we have won the hearts and minds of our people and they are committed to this agenda. Now that in any large organisation, especially something the size of government, is an important step forward. And certainly what I've met so far, there are lots of initiatives out there where we're trying to open things up to SMEs, we're trying to make the systems um, simpler. So there's an enormous amount of inertia here within central government. My role really is to try and help them on that path. So I actually think that target is achievable. Terrific. Well, delighted to hear it, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be uh, delighted by your optimism, and we'll, we certainly wish you the best of luck in driving that agenda and look forward to working with you to, to help make it happen. So, like you say, there's a lot of good practice, a lot of great initiatives designed to, to make it easier for smaller businesses to, to work in, in the public sector. Um, as you sort of reflect on what you've learned over you know, your, your, your first months in the role, and think about what you'll be doing over the coming years. Well, what, there are lots of good examples of where departments well are, are working sort of with small businesses now. They take small where businesses into consideration. I always give the, really the example like of, forward, uh, for the tenancy. PQQ stage, which is the very beginning of a procurement stage, we used to ask businesses, um, because you're dealing with government, you are required to insure to the value of £10 million. Have you got £10 million worth of insurance, yes or no? Tick the box, yes, you went through. Tick the box, no, end of story. Now, when we stood back and looked at that, the reality is that we need to have a company insured to the value of 10 million. So we actually changed the wording, and the wording said, if you are the successful bidder, will you insure to the value of 10 million? Yes or no? You tick the box, yes, great. What it did was stop a whole range of small businesses over-insuring on the basis of bidding for a contract they may or may not win. Very simple, but a good way of doing it. Now, the other thing is that I think uh, you have to recognise that doing business with the public sector, there is an element of complication because we are custodians of public money and therefore it has to be spent properly and everything else. So you'll see more checks and balances than you would in a normal commercial transaction. So what we're now looking at is the opportunity of setting a, up a public sector bid writing and advice service. Now, the, what, what we're trying to do is to be able to have a place where small businesses can go to for advice, where someone could explain what some of the questions within the PQ process actually mean, so it's, it's like a, almost like a help desk. Now, one of the suggestions we have at the moment is how would you roll that out across the United Kingdom? Well, we have something in the region of 38 um, local enterprise partnerships, all of which have a growth hub. Now, there's a real opportunity for us there to work with the, the LEPs and the growth hubs to put a service on at a local basis where SMEs can go to. But also, by doing that, it brings it closer to the ground and it gives our local enterprise partnerships the opportunity to promote um, doing business with government and to point people in the direction of Contract Finder, which is where all, all government and local government and public sector contracts 
and procurements are based. Terrific. Uh, as a trade association, as you can imagine, we're enormous fans of, of government using uh, existing business networks in order to get that message out. So I'm delighted to hear that. Uh, so finally, I was just going to ask, you know, there well, are I think two the, the first of all is market, there are the, lots of opportunities out the suppliers. Do you have you any need to go to have a look on the contract finder side. gives you an opportunity to register then. You can, be, uh, you can have email alerts when contracts come through. So that's the first thing. Find out what it is. Again, when you come and you look at the dreaded 50-page PQQ that we'll send you, I think the thing is, is not to be shocked by it. You've just got to recognise the fact that because we are the custodians of public money, it has to be sent, spent in a particular way and we have to have checks and balances. If you don't know the answer to a question or you don't know how to fill in the form, ask. And often when you come to the government department that is procuring, they will point you in the right direction. Until such time that we've got the independent service up and running, that will be my advice. Thank you very much. Martin, thank you so much for joining us. And congratulations on the appointment. And we wish you all the very best of luck in your new and role. Finally, I'm delighted to welcome Robert Vaughan, the SME champion uh, in the Department of Transport. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon uh, on the Tech UK podcast. Um, so, as you know, the SME agenda is a very important issue for us here at Tech UK. Um, Two-thirds of our membership are small and medium-sized enterprises. Um, I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about where you came from. How does one end up as, a, as an SME champion, and what does the role entail? Hi, thank you, Andy. Uh, I started working in the civil service in 2000 as a casual AA, working for what was then the benefits agency. Um, since my career, I've had many different uh, guises and different roles, a uh, benefit advisor, performance team, working on projects, office manager, etc. Um, and I come from a place which is Merthyr Tidville. So working for the Department for Transport, it gives you an insight of how infrastructure is so important to economic growth throughout the country. Something which during my job centre days, um, we could see which people would struggle with getting from location to work, especially within the valleys. Um, the role as SME champion came available in July 2017 and something which I'm very enthusiastic about and my background put me in good stead for having. Terrific. And so I think 2017 is when most of the SME champion roles sort of came into existence across the departments. Uh, what is the nature of the role? Uh, of the role? I think interestingly you mentioned you're the only full-time one so it'll be interesting to find out why DFT have a, a full-time SME champion as, as opposed to the others. Um, but you know, what, what, what's day-to-day, -day, how, how, how does one champion the SME agenda within a major Whitehall department? The uh, department uh, is responsible for circa £11 billion worth of procurement spend a year. Um, as I alluded to earlier, um, our spend is primarily through our arm's length bodies and executive agencies. Whereas where I work for DFTC, the Department for Transport Central, has a very low spend. 
my role is to coordinate the SME activity across the group, sharing initiatives, looking at uh, and identifying barriers and resolving them. And also working with the wider stakeholders and government departments to make our contracts more accessible for SMEs. Fantastic. I think that's a, a really important point there and something that came out in our survey was designing procurements so they are accessible for SMEs. So I think it's tremendous to have a, a central function in departments working with the individual program teams, just reminding them of the importance of the agenda and, and how to uh, make sure uh, any program is, is accessible for, for smaller businesses. So our survey had uh, some good news, I think, for, for Whitehall. I th the members on the whole uh, were very pleased with the way things like the digital marketplace framework have opened up opportunities for smaller businesses to break into the public sector market. Um, but there are some disappointing findings. In particular, respondents on the whole seem to be and we discussed this earlier in the podcast, seem to be pessimistic um, about whether the 33% SME target um, is likely to be met in the next five years. So I was wondering, firstly, whether you think, you know, obviously you're, you're only responsible for, for, for one Whitehall department, whether you think DFT are on track to, to meet the, the target. Um, and secondly, what, uh, what reasons to be cheerful can you, uh, can you give some of the SMEs listening? What, what great work out there is there at the moment you know, great initiatives to help bring SMEs into the supply chain or into the public sector market? Yes, for uh, the financial year 2016-17, the Department for Transport achieved 29.9% spend with SMEs. That was against a 24% target. The targets are set out in our SME action plan. And going forward, the initiatives which we're taking forward then will, will take us to the 33% by 2022 or end of Parliament. There's a lot of initiatives which are going across the DFT group, which are really concentrated on and embracing SMEs. They, we're looking at disaggregation of contracts into smaller lots, therefore making them more accessible. There's also working with SMEs on the setting up of frameworks, um, looking at, again, how we can make them more accessible. Brilliant, I think. Both of them have, have uh, a, a very welcome uh, initiative, especially to our, sort of the, the SME tech community have found things like disaggregation very, uh, very helpful indeed. So what more between now and 2022? What, what are the couple of things you'd really like to make progress on over the next few years? Is, is there anything in particular you'd, you're, you'd really keep, be keen to drive forward? There's been a lot of good work going on over the last two years, um, designing and implementing uh, procurement policy notices. The ones is to identify spend within the supply chain and look at supply chain visibility. And that's something which we would like to work with industry and with our arm-length bodies and executive agencies, is how we can improve this visibility through the supply chain, which then can identify opportunities, but also bottlenecks, look at risk within the supply chains of what is actually going on. Terrific. Um, and finally, our report is full of recommendations that we'd like to see departments uh, implement um, in order to, to make their market more accessible to SMEs. But you know, there are two sides to, to a market, obviously, the, the buyers and the suppliers. What do you think you know, smaller companies looking to break into this market 
should be doing? What do you have any tips from your experience? Things you know, things that are absolutely critical that they need to do in order to make the most of the the public sector opportunity that's out there. Yes, part of the uh, public contract regulations is for central departments to advertise opportunities over ten thousand on contracts finder. Um, it's very well, it's imperative that um, SMEs uh, sign up to contracts finder and use the functionalities to search for government opportunities. Absolutely. I think, yes, finding out the, the market information and making sure you can uh, align with departmental priorities and other things like uh, Contracts Finder is, is absolutely a, a great tip. So, Robert, thank you very much indeed for joining us. As you said, it seems there are reasons to be cheerful. You're fairly optimistic that you can meet your, uh, you'll be meeting your 33% target by 2022. I'm sure our members will be delighted to hear that. And uh, we look forward to continuing working with you and uh, other departments to ensure that will be a reality. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that about does it for this month. Thank you very much indeed to all our guests. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found it interesting and informative. If you'd like to find out more, please do visit techuk.org and get in touch. And do stay tuned for next month's episode.